This is Indie Business Podcast, Episode 90. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, entrepreneur, mentor, and coach Donna Maria, the founder and CEO of the Indie Business Network. My goal is to help you build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. In this episode, I interview Jenny Watts of Jenny the Hemp Goddess in Armada, Michigan. Several years ago, Jenny and her family moved to a 10-acre farm and started selling eggs and produce. They phased that out once Jenny realized (laughs) she was not a farmer, and she began a bath and body business with her sister. This eventually led to Jenny the Hemp Goddess, which she launched in early 2019 with a hemp facial serum, a hand balm, and a lip balm. Today, Jenny focuses on selling her products from her website, from Amazon, from Etsy, and via her email club, which you'll hear a little bit about in this episode. You'll also hear Jenny describe how her husband supports her business in so many ways, not just by doing physical things, but through an attitude of positivity, curiosity, experimentation, and faith in his wife's abilities to do whatever she puts her mind to. I love this part of this interview. Finally, you'll enjoy the impromptu target audience coaching session I somehow ended up providing for Jenny during the second half of our conversation. That was a very fun and unplanned surprise. We'll get to all of that in just a minute. But first, this episode of the Indie Business Podcast is brought to you by the Indie Business Retreat. Join me in January for a transformational time of learning and growth at the beautiful Club Med Michez Playa Esmeralda Resort in the Dominican Republic. You'll enjoy snorkeling, the option for cruising, and the opportunity to strategize in paradise as you formalize your plan with me personally for an amazing new year. Reserve your spot before they're all gone at IndieBusinessRetreat.com. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 90. And now let's welcome Jenny Watt of Jenny the Hemp Goddess in Armada, Michigan. Hello, Jenny Watts of Jenny the Hemp Goddess in Armada, Michigan. Welcome to Indie Business Podcast. Hi, Donna Maria. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to be here. So Jenny, I'm sitting here listening to not just your voice, but I think I hear little birdies in the background. Tell me where you are right now. Yes, I'm sitting outside um, in my husband's truck, just sitting in the back field. We have 10 acres of property that we farm part of it. So just to get away from everything in the house, I thought I'd come sit out here and look at the trees and able to just relax and enjoy talking to you. (laughs) That is so great. You know, it's so funny and wonderful, isn't it today that we can do business and have interviews like this from just about anywhere we can find a Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, that's awesome. I am not sitting in a truck in a field listening to birds. I am in my (laughs) office. (laughs) School is out for my kids. So my kids are here with me and Um, we're trying to get so many things done. So I'm going back and forth between their laptops and my laptops and all the things. So um, I'm going to get me a truck one day and go out into a field in the not too distant future with you. But in the meantime, here we are. And I'm so, so excited to get a chance to talk to you. So Jenny, when I went to your website, one of the first things that I noticed and was curious about was how cool it is that you have lined up right there on your homepage all the different places where you sell your products online. So you have a website, you have Amazon, you have Etsy, and then you have an email club. So I want to go through each one of those and just ask you a little bit about how you organize those different, uh, I guess, streams of income for your business, like starting with your JennyTheHempGoddess.com website. Yes. Um, So that's my main source of selling is the website. Um, 
my husband is a big part of the business with me and he's a big believer in just like if you build it they will come so he's like put yourself on etsy you, you should be on etsy you should be on amazon keep building build bigger keep going so i'm i'm in all these places and just now trying to learn how to juggle being in all of them and the different aspects of them like selling and using seo to try to get found so i'm honestly i'm like in the woods of it right now you may it may look like I, I have it all set, but in my mind, it's still kind of, I'm working it out because I have to learn how to do that end of it uh, better. That's where I'm at right now, actually. That's why I'm so excited to be talking to you because it's so pertinent to where I'm at. That is um, so interesting. Is so okay, so let's back up for a second then and let's um, explore a little bit about how you and your husband work together in the business because so many of our listeners are interested in that dynamic. Many women that I know and who listen to the show would love to have a business with their husbands or figure out some sort of way to incorporate their husband's talents and gifts into their business. So tell us a little bit about that dynamic, Jenny. Sure. Um, he will do anything, anything that I need help with. Um, he's He's a big dreamer and has a lot of great ideas as far as marketing. And then he just believes in anything that uh, I can do. Like he, he's like, you're smart enough. You can go figure it out. Let's, let's do this. Or uh, maybe you should send a message to this person. Or I was listening to this podcast and I think you should do this. So he's always throwing ideas at me, but not just that. Like he's also willing to do the dishes at make day when I've been in the kitchen for eight hours and I'm tired and he'll help me clean off. He will label and shrink wrap lip balms. Uh, he used to do hundreds of lip balms at the fire hall for me when he was still there working there. Um, he will, uh, he helped me set up my office and get all of my stuff from all over the house into one place. And as I'm starting to grow now, it's been critical to, keeping my brain less scattered. So it's, he does everything and anything. It's just, we both are in it together a hundred percent, just trying to help people and make mm -hmm. something grow into something bigger than what it is. <laughs> That's, okay. So but, yeah. this episode has just taken a sharp left turn and we are now oh. going to be talking about how to find a man like that. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about your business though. I'm, I'm just kidding. We obviously still are, but, but um, he sounds like a dream and um, you know, would that yeah. every partner be so supportive of their partner's business? That is just such a wonderful thing. And in, in addition to helping you and supporting you like the hero that he obviously is, um, does he, he have is. a regular, like a traditional job as well? Yes, he does. He's actually gone today overnight with my son. He's a, um, he moves heavy bank equipment. Um, so like today's jobs happen to be far away. So they're getting a hotel and he has that business. That's his, um, he retired a year and a half. It's been, I think now from, uh, being a firefighter. So for a long time, it was him. He was working so much and I was the one home and kind of running everything here. And he was gone a lot, but now his, uh, he does have this job that's his full-time job. He doesn't work every day. So like some days, like today, he's gone for 24 hours, but then he'll be home the rest of the week with only short jobs. So he's, uh, and he will do anything. He'll pick up any side job if, you know, the money's right or help anybody if they have something heavy that needs to get moved. We just did that a couple weeks ago, put in a safe for a fireman friend, him and I, because I can do this stuff too with him. So we kind of, I overlap a little bit on that business and go help him sometimes moving the heavy stuff if my son's got school or uh, another job or something. Mm -hmm. So kind mm -hmm. of all work together at everything around here. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a fantastic dynamic that I'm hearing you share. Um, it really well, is you. the way the, the world is going. It's just like, there's, there are fewer and fewer, like nine to five traditional job. They're great yeah. if you want them and if you can get them. But I think yeah. what I'm seeing and experiencing and what you're obviously experiencing is the freedom to be able to do different sorts of things on your own terms. And, and it's just a wonderful thing. So tell us a little bit about how Jenny, the hemp goddess got started. Oh, gosh. Um, so Jenny, the hemp goddess started actually that business I started in 2019, but it kind of got interested in the whole idea of skincare long before that when my daughter was born, kind of a, 
another typical story, like your kids spark things inside of you when, when something happens. And my, my daughter, she was just a baby and had um, dry skin. And the doctor said, why don't you put some eucerin on her? And so we put this store-bought lotion on her and she turned beet red, like from head to toe. And I looked at my husband, I'm like, well, that can't be good. And that started me thinking of like, well, what do we really put on our skin every day? That was 2008. Um, and so kind of, it's kind of been a, quite a journey to get to Jenny. So that just sat with me and I started buying different products and thinking about it. And then in 2010, we moved to the farm that we have now and started um, like a garden co-op for a while we raised meat chickens and we had egg chickens and we had mm-hmm. that going and that was very busy but I realized I'm not a farmer I don't like chickens that much <laughs> like that's not I love gardening <laughs> but I'm not a chicken farmer <laughs> like gardening and chicken farming are two different things <laughs> so um, we we ended up phasing out the chickens and um, I had a garden co-op for a while and did that. And then when my daughter started kindergarten, uh, my sister-in-law and I started a business called Ruby Blue Botanicals. And we were, I think we were a member for a few years, but we, I was never an active member on, on your um, sites or anything, but we had uh, insurance through you. And we had that business till the fall of 2018. And it was great. We worked hard and I learned so much because I had never done anything like that before. I'd never made products and sold them. I never, so I just, I researched and developed and learned so much. And then um, in the fall of 2018, I kind of had a, my own personal reasons. I stopped doing that business and just took a break of figuring out what is it I really want to do. I'm getting older, like what I want to do with my life for sure. And I ended up still like making skincare in my bathroom because I was like healing my pimples with some of the things I was using. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I think I need to make a face serum out of this. And I was like mixing it in the bathroom and putting it on my face. And I, I had a focus on hemp. I wanted to use hemp and this other oil called Tominu oil. And one day I just looked at my husband, it was February of 2019. I'm like, I think I want to do this again. I think I actually want to have a business and make these products I want them for me and people were asking me about them and so I decided to just do it and that month I put it together kind of fast like my launch was kind of fast I like begged him to just let me go lock myself in the room and sit with my thoughts and write and think and figure it out and I I launched it that February with just a couple products to start just my face serum and a lip Mm -hmm. balm and, and a hand balm for my husband and uh And then from there, it started growing into, well, it should have a line. Like, I wanted the products for myself. But he goes, well, make a label and sell them then. (laughs) I I love love the way he thinks. So so when you first started Jenny the Hemp Cottage, like, how long ago was that? That one was 2019. That that was, this business is just from 2019. Okay, so about three years. And you started selling on your website and then, so you sell on your website and you also sell on Amazon and on Etsy. So are those the three online places that you sell? Yep. That's it right now. Yep. And and then do you also sell at um, like any wholesale websites or do you sell at markets that are physical? Um, I'm not currently, but I I am not on wholesale on anything currently. I would love to. Um, I'm starting to do in-person events again now that we can, and we're actually going to be hosting a few events on our property. And I have some friends that do different things. So we've got like eight or nine people that are going to be in our next event that we're going to start having a little something right here too. So I'm super excited about that because that's, oh, that's that kind of just evolved. So yeah, you're going to have that people is- coming to, to coming to you and to your property? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, we had oh, a tiny great. one, but now we want to go a little bigger, and we have a few. We have a few different barns, so we have this one smaller barn that my husband's like, "Well, we could clear that one out, and you can have, you know, the tents outside." And I'm like, "Okay, let's do it. Why not?" That's just how well, we you do know, it. I like, think that is so smart because, again, you know, we have to uh, skate to where the puck is going, not to where it is. And as we come out of this pandemic, I think it's so smart to create a physical brand presence to complement your online brand presence, or in your case, the presences that you have and leverage those together. Yes. 
and like to meet people. That's the part that's hard about just being online. Like you do get to meet people and talk to them, typing mm-hmm. to them, but that's mm-hmm. not the same as standing and talking to someone or even this is awesome. Just talking to you is, is you know, it's part of that. Like I miss that with, uh, with everything being online. So the, having the events, is, is, I'm super happy about that. Yeah, and I think it's so wonderful because, you know, you become a destination location to some extent, and you are able to deliver experiences to complement the product. So it's not just selling products anymore. It's really, it's bringing people together and gathering together. And I think that is, it is just so, so important, not just because we're coming out of a pandemic. I just think it's always been that way. So I'm very excited for you and I want to come visit. I think it's going to be fantastic. So, so with your, with your products, do you plan to do wholesale or do you like the idea of selling direct to consumers only? I like both. I I am gearing up to be able to accommodate wholesale because I, I don't want to say no to anything, to be honest. If the opportunity came, I would go for it. And, uh, and, and of course, you know what my husband would say, okay, let's go make the room. Let's do it right now. <laughs> I, just, I think he's, you know, I, I love his attitude. His attitude yeah. is one of curiosity and it sounds like he's not afraid to fail. And it sounds no. like he's an experimenter. Like, what do we have to lose? Let's give it a try yeah. and see what happens. And that's and where smart. life becomes adventurous. That's what he said. Well, cause I, that, that was sometimes I felt like it was just a lot of work. And he's like, it's a rich, full life, honey. That's how you got to look at it. It's a rich, full life. And I'm like, okay, but we can build in some downtime to that rich, full life too. That's a good thing too. <laughs> Having yes, that balance. Yes, you know? of course. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it sounds like the two of you are a good compliment. Maybe, maybe you help to kind of you know, bring, bring the energy level down a notch. And then he brings it back up. And in the middle, you guys um, work together to be super happy in your lives. I mean, it sounds that way anyway. So on your website, I'm looking at website, Amazon and Etsy. And you mentioned earlier that the website, the branded website is the one where you are seeing the most sales. Is that right? Yeah, I find, um, the newsletters help. I, I, uh, ah, yes, on, they do. Hey, that, that was from you. I, I watched one of your lessons and you're like, I won't even talk to you about your business if you're not sending out a regular newsletter. And I, oh, I remember right when I said that, you know, I'm so yep. glad you mentioned that because I, you know, I, 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 I felt sort of bad saying it because it sounded so mean. And I, no, I just uh, was like, you know what? I'm just going to say it. Look, I don't even want to yeah. hear it if you don't have a yeah. newsletter. And oh my goodness. <laughs> and so you picked up on that and tell me, yeah. tell me a little bit about how that progressed for you. Well, it, you know, it got easier. Like you said, you're like, talk about what is happening in your life. People want to know who you are. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm I don't sound shy, but I'm kind of reserved. Like mm-hmm. I'm not big on putting myself out there so much, but it's gotten a lot easier. Like I just look back, I try to do mm-hmm. it bi-weekly and, and I've been doing it ever since then. And I just, I look back at the week, I share maybe a post that went, that did good or that I really liked and, or something that I found that I like. So it's evolving. It's, I'm only, I've done eight so far. So it's a process, but it definitely has grown in that eight. Like I, I so can do So you've done eight newsletters and you have seen an uptick in sales. Yeah, it helps. Like when mm-hmm. you are communicating and then you do have a sale because you don't have sales very often, but then I see, oh, see, it works. Like that's, that's how people, I think they end up buying through email communication mm-hmm. more than anything else. That's what I'm seeing anyway in my business. Yes. So, that personal connection is so important. And I think when, as, as you're discovering, when people, people don't care about you until you care about them. I mean, why should they, right? So, yeah, the, you know, they can get everything in the world in a million different places. So yeah. why stop and pay attention to you or me if we don't stop and pay attention to them first? And I think that is just the lesson of business is, and, and you are embodying that. And that is just so fantastic. So um, what kind of platform is your website built on, Jenny? Uh, on Wix. I built it on Wix. Wix. And do you, so in what email platform do you use? Uh, MailChimp. Okay. So you're able to integrate MailChimp with Wix. Do you like the Wix platform? 
Yeah, it's just what I knew when I started. So I, I wanted mm-hmm. it done. I like I was familiar with it. So I, I stayed with it. I, I'd never really researched much different. So there could be better. Don't take me on that. I just know it. So I, I went with the path of least, least resistance on that. Well, you know, let's talk about that for a second, because that is a fascinating approach. And we all have different approaches to things. But what I'm hearing you say is that you didn't agonize over the millions of e-commerce website platforms you could have chosen. You just picked one and made it the right platform for now. Yeah. Yes. I did a lot of things that way in this business. Like you said, learned so much from the first business. Like we basically went to, I feel like we went to like college together, Kelly and I working together. That was my partner. And so this time around when it was just me working and figuring out like lots of things, I was figuring out myself and my business. I'm like, I want it to be easier. Like I learned a lot the other way because I had to look at everything. But now after having that under my belt, I'm like, I'm going to know, I want to make these decisions fast. I want to be able to ship easy. I want it to fit in an envelope. I had all these ideas. Like I want to make these things hit the easy button because I didn't even know where I was headed into sales and marketing and how difficult that is. Cause now I'm like, Oh, where's the easy button? And there isn't one. <laughs> I can't find it. <laughs> well, you but, know, it's uh, interesting though, what you're describing is a, a big difference between how you ran your first business and how you're running your second one is that you are looking for the most efficient ways to do things and not necessarily the ones that are, um, what's recommended by everyone or what everybody sure. else says to do. Um, or not and, even you know, perfect, right? Yes. And you're <laughs> trusting your instincts on that. Um, so I would imagine the first business, there was a lot more agonizing over the right decision as opposed yeah. to making the decisions right. Yes. There you go. That's a great way of saying it. Yeah. And that, you know, it's a, I, I think that approach has changed my life. I, I believe it was uh Damon John from the from FUBU, uh, the one of the sharks from the Shark Tank. Shark. I think, yeah, I think that's where I heard that from. I can't remember, but um, it wasn't mine originally. But it's definitely changed my life. I say it to my kids all the time. Don't worry about <laughs> making the right decision. Just make a decision and make that decision right. And I've just yes. lived by that since I heard it. So it's yeah. such great advice for entrepreneurs. So your products um, being sold on Amazon and Etsy. Tell us a little bit about how those two things work together. Like, I know it's fairly easy to set up and start selling on Etsy. Amazon requires a few more hoops. So tell us a little bit about why you selected both of those and how things are going. Well, you, they got selected because Kevin said to do it. (laughs) That's part of it. We might have to call Kevin though. We might have to bring (laughs) Kevin in when he gets back and ask Kevin about that. (laughs) Yeah. It, part of it was just that, like just giving people a place where they could be comfortable to shop because sometimes people just feel they can trust Etsy more than my random website. They don't know me and or they could trust Amazon because they feel Amazon will back their purchase. They don't know me, but that's okay. So that's why we just did it. So um, Etsy was first. I, I know a little more with that and I'm still working on like getting the right SEO there and figuring that out. Um, uh, Amazon is relatively new. We just got on there and got that settled. And so now it's a matter of figuring out the right keywords because they're both like a little mini Google on that aspect of uh, having yes. the keywords, which is helpful. Mm-hmm. But but the, I, I'm still figuring out my exact target customer. So so part of it's stalled right now while I'm 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 still unsure of the answer to that question. I'm I like that that's my that's my, that's my question for you actually, is what do you do when you don't even know when, who your target audience is for sure? Like I'm for people who have skin, but that's too big of an audience. Like, well, you know, it's yeah. interesting. Let, let's talk about that then, because that is a very critical part. Um, but first, yes. let me just say that your Amazon page looks great. Um, Thank you. Everything is nice and green. The photographs are nice. Of course it looks great because Amazon wouldn't let you put it up there if it didn't. Um, everything, you know, everything I know has to be photographed correctly and they have to have, you know, all sides of the products. Yep. Yes. All the things. So uh, I'm so um, inspired by how you were just figuring this out, like not knowing exactly what it's going to look like. And, you know, I, 
I, I admire and compliment you for that um, because so oh, often you. we we say, okay, I'm going to sell on Amazon or I'm going to sell as many products as I can. And then we go, we don't do anything because we feel like we can't do it right. Like we can't figure out yeah. the right way to do it. And you're just, you're just taking the bull by the horns and that's great. So let's talk about that target audience though. So, um, yeah. you know, it looks like your products are just generally speaking, tell me if I'm wrong, they're aimed at women, although I'm sure men can use them, but it, they look like they're aimed at women. Right. Yes. Like I think and, me is the target audience, <laughs> but yeah. Well then tell, <laughs> tell us then, oh, let's, let's excavate that together a little bit, oh. Jenny, because um, if it's you, what exactly does that mean? Um, well, like, I think it helps my, my, my signature product is my goddess serum. The whole reason I have a company is because I was mixing a blend of the two green oils that was healing the pimples on my face. And I was, you know, my forties still getting pimples and like, who, who wants that ever? But, uh, and then I looked at like, why am I not putting this all over my face? So then once I started doing that, my complexion has just been, it's just better. It's just brighter and better. And I think like part of my tar- target audience is me and speaking to that. But I also think it's people that have more skin troubles, like uh, really, it helps actually with really bad acne. Like it helps people get off Accutane and teenagers with cystic acne. Like surprisingly, the oils are so healing. They help your skin grow in it and it pushes that out instead of like treating it like a pathology I treat your skin like it's skin and you need to feed it good so that's well, why that's of course why I get you probably know I'm sure you know that we have to be really careful about making certain drug type claims um yes and I, I know you're aware of that so you're talking about the gen is it the Jenny's body serum that you're talking about is your best seller no the face serum the goddess serum the one the that's for the serum. face is called the goddess serum yes okay okay i was just that must not be is that on amazon i was looking for it and i don't see it here um, um the, oh there the, it is i found it yeah. i found it yep um jenny's goddess serum organic hemp face serum okay so tell me this then as we continue to excavate this um yeah. so it's it's women they ha- they need to uh, have products that will help them take better care of their skin in a more natural and holistic way. Um, and what does that do for them? Like why is outside of maybe um, the physical um, benefits of doing that, what is the life enhancing experience that a woman embraces or gets to have when she selects your products over someone else's? Oh, the life embracing experience to the pressure on me. Um, gosh, my serum makes your skin grow, but the life enhancing part of what I'm trying to do is just get you to wash your face before you go to bed and put it on. <laughs> like do the, the dirty work of taking care of yourself. I am not sure if I'm answering your question correctly, but that's kind of my driving force is like self care for women who, you know, don't necessarily have a time for the bubble bath. It's not necessarily a bubble bath. It's, do you, did you floss your teeth? Did you brush your teeth before bed? Did you wash your face and put your serum on? Like the little things, maybe you set your clothes out the night before to make tomorrow better. That would be more of the life enhancing part, I think, is just mm-hmm. doing the, the nitty gritty self-care to, to actually have the better life. And then it the sounds product. like, you know what, you know, what's occurring to me, um, oh, you know, and I'm, you know, it's so funny because this, this, this podcast episode has turned into something different from what either of us <laughs> expected. And I think that's one of the great things about business and doing a podcast is that you can get just kind of follow the flow of the conversation. Um, yeah. He, here's what I think I'm hearing. This is what is occurring to me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hearing a little bit of myself in what you're describing, like go floss your teeth. Like it's such a little thing, but unless yeah. it's a habit, it's a big thing because it's like, unless you've made a habit out of it, it's just a pain. Yes. Like, who wants to do yes. that? Like, I want to go to yes. sleep now. I don't want to floss. So what I'm <laughs> thinking I'm hearing is something akin to self-care for dummies. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, 
And that may not be the best way to express it, but like self-care for people who don't have time for self-care or self-care for people who think that self-care has to be all the things when really it's just like, yeah. Okay. It's not, you know how I I see that? Like, it's like what I want my daughter to do. And, And I didn't do it good for a lot of my life. So now I'm like holding myself to a better standard. She's 12 and watching me. Like if I'm not doing those things that she's never going to do them, you know, who's going to teach her? That's my job. But that's yeah. all the thing. Like I rewrite on the calendar. It's time for the new toothbrush, time to throw out mascara. It's in six months. Like if I don't write it down, I'm not going to do it. But that self-care too, it's just her dummies. I love it. Make it dummy proof, right? Like make the habit, put the reminders on your phone or your calendar mm-hmm. and do the little things that actually give they give a they actually give more back than the little thing seems like in the moment but you know having your clothes set out the night before makes the morning so much better so like okay so jenny i think we've stumbled upon something here i really do because the message of you know use my skincare product to help your skin is a great message but it doesn't go deep enough and everyone is saying it so Yes. What I think we might have done here is created a way for you to distinguish yourself in the self-care, skincare field with the message of for dummies. Like, I, I don't think that's the right word. And I think it's trademarked yeah. as well. So you can't really use it. But that idea and that message that you've just described, I think could really be the key for you to, to really hone in on the personality and the, and the psychographics of the woman who would be more likely to purchase your skincare products than someone else's products that might claim to do the same things. Yes. Wow. I love it. I just wrote that down. Plus the word psychographics. I've never even heard that word before. Holy cow. Well, and, I, and I just Googled self-care for dummies. And here's what came up first. Um, these are three ads One is nine steps to taking care of yourself. One is how to practice self-care, do good things for yourself. And the other is seven essential self-care habits because you're worth it. So those are the, um, those are the ads. Now here are a couple of the organic search results, basic self-care for beginners, a printable self-care checklist, self-care for dummies, uh, global stem cells group. And by the way, that is that self-care for dummies that I'm reading right now is not from the dummies people from the book. The line, the yeah, yeah. And then there's what is self-care, the ultimate self-guide for beginners. So I could see you creating a little PDF or a handout or something similar to what these Google results are showing us for women like you who are look, you know, I know I got to do all the things, but it doesn't, why does it have to be so complicated? And why does it have to be like a whole Instagram post about it? Like, can it just be fast and easy and I'm done? And then I can go garden or sit in the truck with the tree, with the birds in the background and enjoy my farm. Right. Yes. What do you think? What do you think about that approach, Jenny? I, I feel like you just gave me a gift and gave me some more direction for my summer plans. I'm so grateful. I think it's cool. They just popped out on you. Self-care for dummies. I love it. I love it. I could definitely yeah, I think, work I out I think that. if you think along those lines, because you already have a really great start. Um, Thank you for that. You already have a really great start. And um, because you have a product line, you, you have a logo, you have a brand, Jenny, the hemp goddess, and you have a lifestyle that you've already just described to me. So um, if, if you can p- pull those things together to reach the woman who is similarly situated to you, whether she's in Armada, Michigan, or someplace in Iowa or New Mexico or what have you, um, right. I think you, you could create a community around that, especially if, Jenny, you have that physical space that you're talking about. Because what happens when you do that is you're able to then have um, beautiful marketing photos. So when, oh. when, when women start to see you with other women who are like them, they're going to want to become a part of that community. Oh, wow. That sounds powerful. And let me tell you what's going to happen after that, Jenny, what's going to happen <gasps> after that is you are going to be seeing and feeling and touching on your own property 
the living, breathing definition of your target audience. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. So it will become more defined. And this is great. I think Kevin would like this too, because what is required to do this is to um, basically create the target audience as it, as you're building it. Like some people, you know, it's great if you have the target audience first and then you build the product for the target audience. Like that's like the ultimate way to start a business, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yep. (laughs) But if, but if you don't, if you, if you find that you've created the products first and then you're like in search of a target audience, yeah, you, you've got a little bit of a more difficult hill to climb, but one way to do that is to be around the women who are buying the products because you will get to know them so well that you will be able to, when someone says who your target audience, you'll be able to think about Maria, the woman who buys all the things, who comes to all the events, who tells all her friends, Maria is your target audience. And what you're going to find yourself doing, Jenny, is selling your products to Maria just at a different address. Huh, interesting. I love that. I love that. And it, That's it how nailed me, down it becomes. Yet by being more of myself, I end up finding my person, my target yes. customers, my, my yes. audience, just by being more vulnerable. That was another thing I learned from you too, which is part of what comes out in the newsletters is, well, I have to share about me. So it's going to, something's going to happen from all this, but this, this has been, gosh, I thought I didn't expect this to go, the, this interview to go this way either. I feel me like neither. I, I can send you a check in the mail after this. Oh one. no, I'm having so much fun. And you know, when you talk about the newsletters and the vulnerability um, and you know, I, I'm, I'm constantly learning as well. Um, what, 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 what you are seeing and what certainly I have seen over the years is um, it's, it's a combination of things that make a business successful. It's not just the products or just the service or just that your yeah. Instagram is pretty or just that your newsletter is great or just that um, your know, prices are, I mean, it's a combination of a variety of different things, but at the core of it, is the genuine, authentic person behind the brand. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's, I just want to help people. That's it. I just want to help you whatever way I can. Maybe your skin can look a little brighter or maybe you can get a better night's sleep or have a better morning. Mm-hmm. I just want to help people. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's well, I'm too. so excited to learn a little bit about what you're doing and um, I can't wait for the physical, like, is that going to be this summer that you're going to be having people out to your property? Yeah, the first one's on my birthday and the 27th of this month, we're going for it. Yep. Well, tell us so. about what it's going to be like. Like, are you, are you decorating the barn? Like, what are you doing? Tell us all about it so we can go if we can get there. Oh, we, um, well, we have to first clear out the barn. There's not much in there, but um, I don't, I, gosh, I'm not much of a decorator. If you saw my house, you would laugh. You'd be like, oh yeah, I can see that. But my daughter, I could put her on that because that would be all her. But I have uh, a group, I have eight different friends that are doing things. Well, it's some friends and some family. Like my father-in-law will be there with his maple syrup. Uh, my mom is making cakes out of flower petals that she wants to sell. My daughter's selling lotion now. That's her new thing. I have a friend who does nails and a friend who makes these beautiful tumblers. I have another friend who draws pet portraits that you would swear are a photograph. So everybody said yes. And they're going to set up a table. And there is a, a flea market that happens every Sunday close by us. It gets a ton of traffic. It's very well known our made of flea market. And so a friend of mine said, make sure if you're having it on a Sunday that you stick a sign out by where the flea market traffic is going. So we're going to capitalize on that and on Facebook Marketplace and everybody using their own platforms, whatever they're on, to try to get as many people as we can to come by. So this one will be this will be an experiment, this first one, to see what happens. And then if it goes well, I thought we could get in maybe three by the end of the year. That's my hope. It's already so, going well. It's already gone well. Like it just hasn't happened yet. Um, yeah. There's no way this could not go well. Um, oh, thank you. You're so there just, kind. There's really, there absolutely is not because 
what you described was a community of people who are collaborating together to help a community of people. And <laughs> Each other. I mean, like how, how could that not be good? So, so you're going to take pictures. We're going to see it if we yes. can't get there on your Instagram and so forth. We're going to meet other artisans through this yes. event. They're going to promote it. You're going to promote it. Everyone is going to be working together. A rising tide lifts all ships. And it sounds like it's going to create some sales for you, some more good relationships and yes. uh, expand your sphere of influence. And, and honestly, I just, I, now I want to farm in a truck and I want to do this. <laughs> You'll just have to come out to visit. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, it sounds like it's going to be great. And I, I, I just want to encourage you, Jenny, to maximize this physical event. Like take really good pictures, take okay. some good videos, do some interviews of the, of the women that you're collaborating with. Okay. Uh, make sure that you have all of their Instagram handles and they have yours and each other's like create some sort of a marketing plan leading up to the event. Like everybody sends out a newsletter on the same day, maybe a couple of newsletters maybe maybe make some graphics that you can all use pick a hashtag so people can follow it on instagram and so forth um and well, see all the idea. fun yes and then when you send out your newsletter make sure people know about the hashtag so that your community um not just the collaborators but like the regular people on instagram can use it meet each other and um i would i would also send out you said you do a buy monthly which is twice a week newsletter as you lead up to this event i would boost it to once a week so that you can have more opportunities to share the fun that's coming yeah i will i i just i'm scribbling notes as you're talking <laughs> that's great advice thank you for that donna maria so how do, do you that. feel I, about like how do you feel about entrepreneurship and and how it's working out for you like you had a business several years ago with a partner. Now you have a business that's, that's yours. You're doing it yourself. Obviously you have great help from your husband, but it's your business. How, how does all of this feel to you? Like, are you, are you energized by the entrepreneurial lifestyle? Does it, does it weigh you down? Are you excited about the future? Um, I am I'm both. I, I'm excited always about it. I get weighed down when I feel I don't know what to do next or um, it's quiet for a long time or I'm, I've spent a lot of time and I don't see anything and then I'm thinking, gosh, am I spending my time in the right place? So there's, a, there's always the down, and I, but I'm, I'm ready to ride those. Like I understand that from having the other business that there's massive ups, but there's always downs. But my trend is always up. I, I, I love it. I don't see myself being an office person. I'm a people person. I didn't realize I could do all of these things that I can do now, and I'd love to learn. So I think I'm in my element in that manner. So uh, entrepreneurship makes me feel good about myself I feel proud of what I have done and what I can do and I like the challenge of figuring out the rest of it because right now it's a bigger challenge like making this well you helped me out a lot I feel excited about diving into self-care for dummies that's been my game like what, where what's next how do I do this <laughs> so I I like it for that keeps my brain busy and and I think about a lot of things all of the time, but that makes me happy. For the most part, it's happy. There's this downside. There always is this life. But for the most part, it's a good thing. And I would encourage anybody like you to, if you think you can or you think you want to, do it. Try. You know, yeah, it's interesting that you talk about the, it does weigh you down when it gets quiet. I know yeah. what you mean. It's like, because don't you start thinking, our minds are so funny. It's like, you can have a great month and then one day you have no sales and it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm a failure. Um, no one's <laughs> ever going to buy anything again. They've all forgotten about me overnight. It's over. It's over. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, over time, you know, I know you've probably, you've obviously experienced this. It's so interesting how over time you kind of go, well, if I'm not going to have any sales today, maybe I could just go out and do something different all day and then you know yeah. and then you kind of you kind of develop a um a resistance to being dragged down by one bad day yeah 
Yes. And it's good for that's fortitude, right? Like it's mm-hmm. building a stronger human. So yes, yeah, yes. handle that. Yes. And what a great example it is to set for your children. How old are they, by the way? Uh, my daughter is 12 and my son is 21. Okay, got a little wow. range there. So you've got a young one there too. And I'm sure yeah. she's enjoying using your products as well. And um, yeah. You, I know it's such a great example for her. So Jenny, as we get ready to close out, tell us a little bit about like, can you share like the most important piece of advice that you would give to a new entrepreneur as we come out of this pandemic? What can you think of to share like one nugget that someone can just hold on to, to press forward in their business? Hmm. Um, you know what? It's not a nugget, but it's a little book. It was what opened my mind to being able to make decisions faster in this business. It's a lovely mm-hmm. little book by Derek Sivers called Anything You Want. And it's, uh, I believe the underlying 40 lessons on entrepreneurship. It's his journey of building CD Baby and how he you know, when he needed something, he would just figure out how to do it. When he wanted it to look a certain way, he made it that way. He made things remarkable. And it's all these little tiny lessons in this beautiful little book you can read in, you know, a very short time, a day, you know, a couple hours. And, uh, but it, anything you want, you know, I've heard about him. It's so funny. We talk about CD Baby and how that was such a huge thing now. Now, like, I don't even know if people my kids aren't even growing up knowing what cds are these days but you know it's such an indicator though of how the basics don't change like no matter yeah. what selling the basics of entrepreneurship are pretty much the same you're just plugging in different technologies yes but he tells you in that book from his story the most the, the best part of it is like you get to make your own little world you know if you don't want to have all of this you know, uh, jargon or things here that everybody else does, don't do it. You don't have to. He went through things with without contracts. He did get burned sometimes, but he also made his world his way and, and, and it did awesome. Then he sold the whole thing and donated all the money to music charity. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. But the book is lovely. That book, um, it definitely is something I would tell any entrepreneur it's worth a read it's so short it's a gem and it's uh it's powerful and that it can free you from the burden of having to do everything the way it's already laid out you don't have to you don't have to yeah yeah excellent advice thank you so much for that and just to remind everyone too anything you want is available as an immediately downloadable cd mp3 file not cd but an mp3 file on amazon and also on audible so you can get it like now like you don't even (laughs) have to go to the store um, and get it right you can be in your truck in your field with the birds in the background in five minutes you can be listening to the book recommended by jenny jenny thehempgoddess.com everyone follow her on instagram also at jenny the hemp goddess, make sure you check out her best-selling product, that hemp facial serum, which I'm sure must be wonderful. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us today. And you've got to tell Kevin that we said Mm -hmm. hi and we missed him today. I will, Donna Maria. Thank you so much for having me. And hopefully you can come up here and visit us and meet him yourself. And he'll cook you some really good food too. You didn't even get to that part. He's an awesome cook on top of it. So, oh my goodness. You know, next time we're going to have like the dating show so we can find out like how to how, how do we find um so I'm married so I'm not looking but I know a lot of people have listened to Kevin's um characteristics and Kevin's attitude really and yeah yeah more of it so um Kevin yes. if you have any friends <laughs> we're gonna bring <laughs> Kevin's friends on our show right <laughs> what fun it's been great to talk to you everyone check out jennythehempgoddess.com you can also find her products on Amazon and also on Etsy and if you're near or anywhere around our made up Michigan at the end of June make sure you find out how to get to her event Jenny thank you so much for joining us on Indie Business Podcast. Donna Maria, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I really appreciate spending this time with you. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. 
You too. Bye-bye now. Bye. Well, I hope this episode of the Indie Business Podcast left you inspired, motivated, and excited about the future of your small business. Let's quickly review three of the most significant business insights Jenny and I discussed today. Number one, the support of a great partner. This cannot be overstated, the importance of this. Jenny's husband is a retired firefighter, and you guys, did he not sound like a dream? This little segment is more about what to look for in a life partner than anything else. Jenny says that her husband will do pretty much anything she needs help with. As a big dreamer with great ideas, he believes in Jenny and her capabilities. He is always tossing ideas her way, but not only that, he does household chores, helps her organize her office, and pitches in to label and pack products. (laughs) Like I said, in this episode. Maybe we need to interview Jenny's husband at some point. Stay tuned for that maybe in the future. (laughs) Number two, the importance of meeting people face to face. Jenny says that she loves having an online business, but she also acknowledges that there is no substitute for meeting people face to face as often as possible. She does this as much as she can now, even in the midst of the pandemic, and has plans to eventually open her farm to visitors who can come and hang out with her, learn more about self-care with natural ingredients, and of course, purchase her products. Road trip, anyone? I'm pretty much ready for that one. Number three, publish that newsletter. Jenny recently launched a regularly published newsletter and is already finding great success. It's boosted her sales as it has also allowed people to get to know her better. She publishes bi-weekly and enjoys sharing events of interest that happen in her life and in her business and sharing new products, sales and promotions and just general behind the scenes looks at what's going on at Jenny, the hemp goddess. Do it, a newsletter. If you don't have one, make sure you do it. And if you have questions, make sure that you go into the Indie Business Network Facebook group, or even just contact me directly if you're a member. And if you're not a member, make sure you join so you can get some help with this important marketing tactic. Well, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, won't you do me the honor of rating this podcast? It helps me so much to know that you appreciate the amazing people and stories featured here on the Indie Business Podcast. You can also share episodes from my blog at IndieBusiness.com to your favorite social media outlets. I will see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, enjoy your life build your business, and live your legacy.